What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 371st episode of the KISS podcast. It's super... Kissy. Kissy? That's not what they do. They do the, like... They do the the hard rock. I just bit my tongue and spit out blood. Grossy, grossy. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know nothing about Kiss. We'll get Wait, there. Which one of us is the cat, and which one of us is? I am the... definitely not the cat. Uh, what? what were the other ones? I'm so... like... Okay, hold on. Save your Kiss commentary for when we get there. Uh, please, I haven't kissed anybody in so long. I don't even remember. I've got nothing to commentate on. <laughs> I'll pick up your slack. This is a Pokemon podcast. I'm your host SBJ. With me is Will. I I believe my previous statement stands. <laughs> Although I'm also aggravated. <laughs> that I bought 40 oversized sleeves for my card game that I bought at Gen Con, and I actually needed 50. And who's going to send me sell me 10 oversized card sleeves? Nobody. I've got to buy another pack of 40. Those websites for that. For 10 sleeves? <laughs> Greg is also here. Hello. No Gen Con life this episode, because we got a lot of Pokemon news. <laughs> I don't believe you. Wow. We have a lot. I don't know. What even, do we have? Nothing even, happened this last week. Oh, oh, we got yeah, here's a here's a all. good this is a good transition because Gen Con has like board games and card games and D D. Yes. Yes, it has all those things. And it was actually founded by D D, which I have to keep repeating to people over and over and over. True, again. in Lake in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. In Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Correct. That it, that's the gen of the Gen Con. And a brand new Tr- Pokemon trading card game set has been released. See this transition? And it came with all these new wonderful cards and already one of those cards is banned. <laughs> that sounds like what they do with Cardfight Vanguard. Where did Pokemon learn that trick? So this is off Kotaku. Pokemon card requiring players to speak banned to prevent a linguistic confusion. <laughs> What? So there is a card in the new set called Blaine's Quiz Show. It is an uncommon supporter card uh, that debuted in Unified Minds. The text on the card, uh, so uh, I know not everyone who listens plays the Pokemon trading card game. A supporter card is a uh, like an item or a trainer card. The only difference is you can only play one supporter card a turn. So they're usually pretty powerful uh, and they or provide a lot of draw support. Um, like or drawing. they're pretty garbage. Well, sometimes they're bad, but <laughs> for the most part, they're they're good. Uh, this card specifically says, "Put a Pokemon from your hand face down in front of you, and tell your opponent to name the name of the attack that it has. Your opponent has to guess the name of the Pokemon, and then you reveal it. If your opponent guesses right, they draw four cards. If they guess wrong, you draw four cards." Return the Pokemon to your hand. Oh, this sounds like a staple in every Catterday deck. <laughs> so it's it's not in this case, it's not particularly a good card. <laughs> it's not great. It realistically, if you were gonna play this card, you're probably playing more of a casual deck, not really competitive. But if for whatever reason you made it to like the finals, you're probably playing best two out of three. You might be able to, like, throw your opponent off the first game, but after a while, your opponent's going to be like, I know what your deck is. (laughs) (laughs) So if they know you're playing, like, 
Catterday, and you, so they know you have Esper, and you know they ha- you have Meow. Well, I guess Catterday is actually a good one because all those Pokemon know Catterday. That's what I just said, Dang. dude. So if you were playing, oh, I don't know, Venomoth, Koga, Janine. I mean, Venomoth's. I think Venomoth's move is Cross Poison. So if you were like, this Pokemon has Cross Poison, you'd be like, well, obviously it's Venomoth. Can't really be anything else, even though I don't know your whole deck yet. Anyways, it's banned. It's banned specifically at Worlds. I don't know if they'll keep the band afterwards. Um, but yeah. You are not allowed to play this oh. card. So that's not as bad as Cardfight Vanguard. So congrats to you, Pokemon. You've, you've stayed above the bar. For all of you guys, very excited to play Blaine's Quiz Show. <laughs> I mean, I was. Now it's ruined. I do like the the consistency or the the dedication to making a card in the tcg very relating to the character from the video game slash anime sure i I, yeah no i like that about blaine's quiz program but (laughs) otherwise any card that gives your possibly gives your opponent an advantage not interested (laughs) well they'd have to guess correctly and if you have your hand full of 150 pokemon Greg, how are they you, gonna know? I know you've only played the Pokemon TCG like once in your life, but maybe twice. I've met these people, and literally one of the like these even people. at your yeah, exactly at your store, like even <laughs> at your local store, like somebody who literally the only time they play Pokemon at their local store, they will like have memorized every potential deck that could be played, and they'll they'll know they'll just know. That's the way they do it. Uh, we do have our our big news of the new Sword and Shield trailer that came out, but we're gonna we're gonna cover all the little news first. A uh, little little news. Well, this little news is off Pokemon dot com. The a new day with Pikachu Funko figure coming to Pokemon Center. Take a first look at the latest figure coming soon. Summer is giving away to fall, and with the changing seasons come comes football. Even Pikachu is excited for a bit of sporting competition, and with football by its side, it's clearly ready to root for its favorite team. The charged up for game day figure is the latest entry in the continuing A Day with Pikachu collection featuring the electric type Pokemon decked out in a jersey number 25 naturally. Naturally. Cheerfully waving a foamed glove shaped like the mythical Pokemon Victini. Any team would be lucky to have this as a Pikachu fan. All right, now we know Will's favorite Pokemon is Victini, and we know Will does not like football, so is this a purchase for you? <laughs> uh, if it was a Victini with its holding a foam glove Pikachu, I'd be interested. I don't need no cutout Victini. Uh-uh. I mean, on the side, the way that he's holding the thing, it looks like a very angry, screaming bird. <laughs> kind of well, does. I mean, that's Victini for you. <laughs> Isn't Victini based think off an apple? Birds came from. And did you say an apple? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, its head is like a. No, I'm pretty. Look, I'm no, no. Victini is based off of the statue Winged Victory. Period. With, with a head that looks like an apple. Uh, you know, so it's a Chihuahua's head looks like an apple too. Is everything at, we live in a universe of apple? 
You're yeah. using an Apple computer right now, not you. Greg. I am not. I didn't Lies. say you. I excised you. you All right. Try. So Victini's appearance may be based on Usagi Ringo, a method of cutting apple slices to make it look similar to rabbits. Conceptually, it might draw inspiration from Nike, Nike the Greek winged goddess of victory, or Victoria, the Roman equivalent of Nike. It's tail wings might be a reference to Nike's wings. Is that how you say it? I'm just thinking of the brand yeah. Nike. Nike, but, but the, Nike. Um, the rabbit in the moon is Usagi. Any Sailor Moon fan would know that. So it's the process of cutting apples to make them look like rabbits. I don't... I can't say that Japanese word. Which uh, one? Usagi. Usagi Ringo. Usagi Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Which means rabbit moon wing rings. <laughs> <laughs> is that why the shoe company Nike is called Nike? Because it's based off. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Today I learned. <laughs> Thanks, Bulbapedia and Victini. I feel real dumb right now. <laughs> Moving on. But look, okay, so I sent you. Pictures of the apples. And oh. they're right. Apple rabbits. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yes. That is delicious. It does look really good. We have a there are step by, for, for our listeners, there are step-by-step instructions on how to make your own apple victini. Do we have an, on uh, the Pokemon based on orange? I know we got bananas from Tropius. I don't think um, we have any oranges. We have, we have a citrus bon Pokemon? Citrus? Bonsly? Oh, he said bonds, bonds, the bond sweet is based off of a fruit. Oh, it's yeah, that's true. It's a mangosteen, though. That's yeah. not citrus. That's not citrus. like a piece of wood. <laughs> 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 Have you had a mangosteen before? No. Take Just imagine like carving a circle of wood out of your table and putting something squishy on the inside, but you don't know it. So you just bite into it the first time and then you're like, oh, wait, that's not how you eat this. How did people figure out how to eat these things is my question. Trial and error. Is there is there an orange? There's cherry. Isn't there cherries? There's cherries and what's this? Yeah. Cherub. Cherub and cherubi. Yeah, cherubi. But there's no orange. I don't think so, yeah. How am I supposed to have my fruit team if I don't have an, the most popular fruit, the orange? Should I get well, more oranges? Well, Should I buy more oranges? No. Yes. Um, what, what, just, is, what is the money just, fruit? You, you don't need the sugar there. But here's the thing. I, I've heard that recently that there's actually been an increase of cases of rickets in the UK. So maybe they Galar needs a citrus Pokemon. Yeah. It's true. A little little limey dude or Galar and <laughs> oh, Victini is based off Lord. of an orange. There you go. <laughs> Very Victini Galarin form is uh is 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 some sort of citrus. There you go. I'll read it, this article or I'll read this press release thing first off Pokemon.com, and then there was a little uh, there was a little issue with how this was officially announced. Um, but this is uh, visit GameStop on August seventeenth for a Pokemon TCG trade and play event uh, to celebrate the re recent release of Unified Minds. GameStop is hosting a trade and play event uh, at their store locations on Saturday, August seventeenth. Fans are invited to go to GameStop from 2 to 4 local time for giveaways and to interact with other fans. Attendees will receive a special oversized TCG booster pack that contains a mini pack of three Pokemon TCG cards, a Pokemon coin, an activity sheet, and a guide to trading. Players can also bring their own cards to show off and trade with other attendees uh, and with the store. Of course, 
you'll have the opportunity to check out the latest Pokemon TCG products. As a bonus, Pokemon Pass users can receive a digital sticker for the use of the app on the day of the event. To receive the digital sticker, you need to download the Pokemon Pass app for iOS and Android. Pokemon Pass app is available for, for add the App Store and Google Play. This doesn't really say where you have to like be. Um, remember, the giveaways are only available while supplies last, so don't delay. Have fun trading and playing the TCG at GameStop on August 17th. I want to... Mm, uh, I want to say that anyone who thinks that going to GameStop and having fun it has never is. walked inside a GameStop. <laughs> hey, well. And as somebody who worked at GameStop have, like a I, decade ago, the Saturday was the worst time for somebody just to come in because Saturday is the day where like mom and dad are either very mad at little Johnny and bringing in all his games to teach him a lesson to trade them in for 45 cents and or little Johnny uh, took all of their parents games uh, or games that they got for Christmas and holidays and they don't like it anymore and they're coming in to trade those games in to buy a yeah. new game and mom and dad are going to be very upset that little Johnny traded his games in for 45 cents both uh, situations obviously. are bad <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously Saturday is trade day. Yeah. So that's why they're having their trade event on Saturday. I wish I was obviously. exaggerating, but like Saturday is literally when people bring like a laundry basket full of like Madden games. <laughs> and then like, the games I got Madden 1970 to 1986 and I need to get 1987. So I'm trading them all in. And like nine times out of ten, it was like dirty and you have to touch it and like GameStop... <laughs> <laughs> GameStop never, ever schedules more than two people working at a GameStop. So you got well, one you... person scanning all these Madden games that aren't worth anything. And then you got another person dealing with a long line of checkout. Uh, and then you have a bunch of customers trying to ask questions, but there's only two employees. One's head deep in a laundry basket and the other one's trying to get this huge line down. And you really expect these kids to be running around being like, trade with me. It ain't going to happen, Pokemon. Well, look, if you had if you had sold more pre-orders, there would be more people staffed on Saturday. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> also. I believe the last time they had this kind of an event, you gave us an entire story about getting your cards and then the person at the register who had nothing better to do saying, do you want to trade with me? That's true. Then- I did go in on uh, and a very sl- uh, that that was a weird that was that was a weird GameStop day. I also got like yelled at for not saying please because <laughs> I walked in and I what, what were they giving away? Was it like Zara Aura or something? No, that was like a different time, I think. I walked in and I was like, hey, do you guys have any of those Zara Aura cards? And she was like, uh, we say please here. And I was like, geez, what am I, a fourth grader right now? I <laughs> uh, no, I think a fourth grader would have known to say please. Exactly. Oh, man. Look, you people. Look, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you, <laughs> you people. I, I didn't I don't, say. I, there is no GameStop in Washington, D.C. I didn't, like, snap I my don't fingers get to go to at GameStop her. until I move out of this. I said it very enthusiastically. I was like, hey, do you have any of the Zara Auras? Like, I wasn't like, hey, you not doing anything. Snap, snap, snap. Enthusiasm you got is that. no replacement for politeness. Thank you, sir. I said thank you. Well, the pro. oh, here's the problem. 
<laughs> GameStop, moving on. Okay, so okay. <laughs> the, the problem was when, when this got posted August 9th, it was either on August 9th or August 8th, the Pokemon tweeted, something exciting happened on August 17th. And that's what they tweeted. And so if you're, if, if you're not in the know, you would be like, oh, is there a trailer? Is this Sword and Shield? But because of how Twitter works, the GameStop Twitter replied to that tweet saying something of the sort of like, oh, we're excited too. And then it was this social media branding thing that like the Pokemon company at Pokemon and at GameStop tweeted at each other back and forth like six times to then unveil that there's a August 17th trade and play event at GameStop. But if you, okay, the problem with that is if you're not following GameStop, you saw none of that conversation. August 17th is when every real Pokemon fan will be here in Washington, D.C. for the Pokemon World Championships. I mean, if you can't go, uh, the second best thing is to go to GameStop. I guess so, but th- there is no GameStop in Washington, D.C. So I mean, there is here since I'm not going to D.C. It's like a honeypot where like the world's best Pokemon TCG players can't, will not be able to get. Like, It's going to be the ultimate card. It's going to be... I don't know, Jirachit 2. I, I got this Jirachit in front of me for $20. If anybody wants it, let me know. I don't want no Jirachit. But I will say this. So when I f- click, it did say show more, but if you click on it, the very first thing is GameStop giving them eyeballs. And then Pokemon, the company, responds with an exclamation point. Then GameStop replies with a fist explosion and then the other fist, like I hate, fist bumping. I hate all of Twitter. All right, and then... Pokemon replies, trainer GameStop wants to battle. Name the place and we're there. Then GameStop replies, we've got just the place. Our Pokemon trade-to-play event on August 17th. Everyone who attends will receive, checks notes, a TCG booster that contains a mini-pack of Pokemon TCG cards, a Pokemon coin, an activity sheet, and a guide to the Pokemon TCG. And then Pokemon Company replies, we're down. I hate all Trainer, of this. Trainer, stay tuned for details on the upcoming event. One more reply um, is from not <laughs> is from somebody not involved with either of those two companies. The only the thing end. worse than this is the Reddit thread for it. Oh, I don't go to Reddit. GIFs. Reddit's a very dark place. It has GIFs. <laughs> Uh, this is also off Pokemon.com. Buy Pokemon Detective Pikachu on Blu-ray or DVD and get a Pokemon TCG card. There's a lot of them at Target. I almost bought it, but I didn't. Uh, the 4K UHD combo pack, Blu-ray combo pack, and DVD special edition versions come jam-packed with an alternative opening. My Pokemon Adventure. Creating the world of Detective Pikachu. Welcome to Rhyme City. Uncovering the magic. Action colorful characters, and bringing Pokemon to life. There's also a Mr. Mimes audio commentary. Uh, Ryan Reynolds outside the actor's studio. And Carry On by Rita Ora and Kaigo music video. Kaigo or Koga? K-Y-G-O? Kaigo? K-Y-G-O. I guess that's not Koga. Uh, I mean, I will say Mr. Mimes audio commentary is a pretty good joke. Uh, Agreed. That made me laugh. (laughs) The 4K UHD combo pack and Blu-ray combo pack will also feature a special detective mode. 
which will allow you to watch the movie like you've never seen it before with hit the with with a world of hidden clues, behind the scene footage, pop up trivia, Pokemon facts, and fun feature bets, Easter eggs, and more. The movie is also available from select digital retailers, including Amazon, Fandango Now, Apple TV, PlayStation, Vudu, X, and Xbox. Keep in mind that the digital version does not include the special Pokemon TCG promo card. <laughs> oh, well, um, thanks for the reminder. Yeah, they should email it to me. I bought it through Apple TV. <laughs> so I can print it out on my... Yeah, print it out. 2000... Well, does it even say what the card is? It's, it's the same... Pikachu card that you got from the movie, except there's a logo on it. Uh, whether you plan on getting Pokemon Detective Pikachu digitally or physically, you can look forward to solving the mystery again and again at home. Look forward to the home video release wherever movies are sold. They will also be doing four showings of Detective Pikachu at the World Championships, two on Friday and two on Saturday, uh, if you have not seen it yet. And you are in DC. <sighs> Speaking of this is a bad transition. Uh, you can get a free Mewtwo. <laughs> None of these have been good. <laughs> you can get a free Mewtwo and Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee until September 6th. Unfortunately, this is not for people in the United States. Uh, well, what? I want free. To Me too. Well, you got the GameStop play and trade event. <laughs> Enjoy. I don't because I live Cause in a non-state. No... Ugh. To celebrate the launch of the Pokemon trading card game latest expansion, Unified Minds, the Pokemon company is giving trainers the chance to download an exclusive Mewtwo until September 6th. This will only be available at certain retailers, including Smith's Toy Store in the UK and Germany, as well as Pickwick Toys in France. The Mewtwo in question will be level 70 and have all of its awakening values, AVs, maxed out. It will know Amnesia, Psychic, Teleport, and Recover. To get this legendary Pokemon, you simply need to go to one of the stores above and ask for a serial code. You should be able to download it on your Nintendo Switch. Mewtwo is only available for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Well, I expect our French listeners to go and get me some extra codes. We oui. Merci. Speaking of delicious, Pokemon Go's September Community Day will feature Turtwig. And How I is saw- that delicious? <laughs> Why did I leave an opening like that? You, you, you. So the thing is, if you... Pluck the little twigs from Turtwig and uh-huh. make a fire from, like, a smoke fire. Like, you, you know how you do, like, barbecue with smoke? That's, oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. delicious Turtwig seasoned brisket. So good. Yeah. I mean, Turtwig's what? Like, uh, like the cow of the poke... <laughs> the we have... We no, have Miltank is cow the cow Pokemon. of the Pokemon world. Well, there's probably meaty, Greg. Come on. You think it's made of... That, there is nothing about Turtwig that looks meaty. Can vegans eat Turtwig? Oh, no. that's a good question. Uh, but it's grass type. It doesn't have another typing, so it must be made of plant it does have. It does have another typing eventually. Well, eventually Dirt. isn't now. Uh, the grass type Pokemon Turtwig will be the star of September's Pokemon Go Community Day. And that will be taking place on Sunday, September 15th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. They've switched the times again. I, I tell you, I'm not happy about it. No. I, Can they not? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind the switching times. Because you have no friends. I've got to organize Jeez. these things with other people. And what we, we were having this nice, we would get a nice lunch. 
and then we'd have community day and then we'd have a nice dinner and it was just a lovely day of food and friends and now you're stamping your community day right in the middle of the lunch hour and it ends too early for dinner have a breakfast I breakfast is not a social event (laughs) (laughs) unless there's a yolk available. And guess what? DC also does not have a yolk yolk. I mean, we don't have a yolk here either, but we have a lot of good places, but like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. is just not a great time. I mean, none of them have been great times, but like consistency is good. Like being able to say, Hey, let's like, Oh, the next community day is coming up. Let's, set this time apart, especially if people have to get off work. Or I mean, I feel like they're giving like you that. a month ahead of time. They're more than they a month. They are. But that doesn't always matter. Yeah, but not everyone can always do the 11, or not everyone can always do the 4. Why? That's yeah. when most people get off work. Hey, look, I don't know why. Well, call your uncle up at Niantic and say, make it. Maybe, maybe after the last, what has it been, like four months of the four to seven, five months of the four to seven, maybe they realized that from all of their data they gathered that those times have not been as popular as the 11 to 2. What, what, it, wasn't, it was one to three before. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was yes. one to three. This is like a completely new time. Oh. This is a new choice of... Weird time. Is it eleven though cooler than four? Because four is four yeah. is pretty hot. I mean, hot four is, is the hottest part of the day. But we are correct. um I believe an earlier news article said we are transitioning from summer to autumn. Oh yeah. So it's cooler or it's, a friend of mine named Greg sent Who's me that? a Snapchat recently and it said fifty eight degrees. Yeah. And I it said did. Do you know it's August? Because where I live in August, it doesn't get below 70 <laughs> at any point in the day. All right. I got two more quick news articles also relating to Pokemon Go. First is uh, the current event happening right now. Uh, I think we talked about this last week, but just a reminder, the, the More Gifts, More Friends event is happening right now. So from Monday, August 5th through Monday, August 19th, uh, you can hold 20 gifts instead of 10 and you can open 30 instead of 20 you can also hatch a shiny bonsly and the gifts that you do open instead of giving you alolan eggs they give you 2k eggs and those 2k eggs can hatch like alolan pokemon and stuff yeah i was very confused because i forgot about that part and then i opened a gift and it gave me a 2k egg i'm like what why are you (laughs) doing this to me why are you breaking on me and then i look and then this just happened uh, about two days ago, but race your way through Safari Zone Montreal this September. Uh, the Pokemon Go team is excited to v- invite you to Safari Zone Montreal. This ticketed event will take place at the historic Circuit Gilles Villeneuve at beautiful Parc, Parc- Jean de Preux on St. Helens Island and Notre Dame Island in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It's a lot of words. That was an oral disaster. <laughs> Have you not taken like five minutes of French? <laughs> I took two years of French. Will, 
Thank you. <laughs> I failed. What? You must have failed. I but you can't even I... say Quebec. <laughs> or Montreal, like they say it on TV. Quebec, is that not how you say it? No, it's Quebec. <sighs> We've killed Greg. You've killed Greg. The blame is on you, Steve Sarumi. <laughs> To figure out what he was saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've studied French for four years. My French still isn't that great, but wow, that was a horror show. (laughs) Wait, how do you say? I know how to say the Beck part. K is it not? Q U E does not quit? No, no, it's Quebec. 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 Yes. Montreal, Quebec. Quebec. Canada. Don't they mostly speak French there? Isn't there like a huge thing yes. where like they, they refuse yes. to only speak, they only French, speak French, there. French there? They like refuse to keep up with all of Canada. Excuse, let's look. It is a bilingual country. It is, and they which, want to they want to secede from Canada and become all French. Well, not even that. But hashtag politics. I'm not going to say anything about this particular country. <sighs> From sub- we could learn. We could learn from the Canadians. September twentieth through September twenty second, these two islands that I'm not going to repeat will be uh, safari zones. There will be uh, events happening throughout the world. If you can't go, for example, Yanma will appear more frequently globally. If you don't have the picture in front of you, it looks like the regional exclusive will be Tropius, as it's pictured here in the. Um, oh what item i've already looked at flights it's like 700 bucks to get from yeah. milwaukee to canada and for 700 dollars, i can pay an extra 100 more dollars and fly to japan which i feel like i'm gonna That's pick a Jap- little more i mean over Mon- canada montreal is beautiful it is one of the most beautiful places um so for those of you whose I'm- ears have recovered it is park jean drapeau and Circuit Guil-Villeneuve, or Villeneuve. I think you leave the extra E off there. Yeah, you... Circuit Gillis-Villeneuve. <laughs> yeah. And Park Jean Drapeau. That's what I said. You, you can get Vivillion there, pretty sure. <laughs> you can get Vivillon <laughs> in Villeneuve. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I'm the... I'm looking at flights from Minneapolis to see how much flights are... As Greg looks at it, I would also have to get an airport. So I would have to get a passport, which I don't have right now. Oh, yeah, I don't have one because I could drive there. Dag. I finally got my passport back after my name change. It took three months. Sounds about right. The cheapest flight for me on Air Canada is. Anybody want to guess? I'm going to say five fifty. Four hundred and seventy-five. You're both wrong. Four hundred and eighteen dollars. That's not. Awful, it's but not awful. That's... But it's a lot more than I'm spending. Hmm. I I mean, if uh, I also, why I is Canada which... so expensive to fly to? It's right over there. No one wants to fly. <laughs> they should be welcoming us. <laughs> also, I don't know what airport it could be anywhere in Canada. I... This is nonstop flight. I don't understand how, why it's so expensive. That's fine. Oh wait, cheap air just. Gave it to me for $382. Still too much, I feel like, for a 
one day event because you're not yeah. going to be able to participate all three days. No. All right. All all of our Montreal Quebec fans. <laughs> uh, the Quebecois. Thank you. Quebecois. We can go visit people I know there, though. We are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to go over this uh, Sword and Shield trailer that came out on Wednesday. It's two minutes long. The Japanese version was about two and a half minutes long. Don't tell me it was three. Look, the last 30 seconds were ads about quick balls. It's two and a half. Um, <laughs> so uh, we will be right back, and then uh, we'll talk about Gene Simmons and yeah, Weezin' and stuff. They dropped the ball in the word splash. There probably could have yeah. been like making a zap, making a beep, 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 making a beep, 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 making beeps, making a beep, 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 making beeps. <laughs> That's a beep, 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 beep. What a beep, 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 I mean, beep, 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 beep. That's a, that's a 2018 beep right there. What a beep, 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 And we are back from our break. There was a new trailer shown 100 days until launch of upcoming Sword and Shield video game. I guess is why this is the reason that the Pokemon company sent me this press release and said that's there there's a new trailer. <laughs> <laughs> is that all the press release said? Hey, there's a new trailer. Uh it does Go it says a hundred days until the launch of Sword and Shield in celebration of this occasion, the Pokemon Company and Nintendo today has revealed more details on the game. I guess I'll just go through the press release since uh this is an audio only show. It's not like we can play the trailer. Uh nope. <laughs> so if you haven't watched it, it's on youtube.com slash Pokemon. That's all there is to it. They just put it on there YouTube, and you can watch it. Uh, so they start off announcing Galarian Pokemon. Some Pokemon have been adapted to the unique environment of one specific region and do not look or behave like Pokemon of the same species found elsewhere. Regional forms of Pokemon can be found in Galar as well, and they're known as Galarian forms. I think everyone was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. I I just I love the whole thing. I love no more Pokedex numbers, but we get new Pokemons and they're cute as heck. Yeah, I'm all for it. I like them. I think Alolan forms are probably one of the most well-received things they did. Wait a minute. I have to devil's advocate for a second. Quit now, frauds. Okay, (laughs) go. Yeah, Pirates. right. I don't know anyone who's really who was really vocally upset about Alolan stuff. They they have run out of ideas. They're just recycling the old Pokemon, <laughs> just tossing like to uh, they fa- pull, pull a typing out of a box hat, and then they're like, "Well, what would this look like?" Good, good to go. We're done. To be fair, Charizard never got an Alolan form, so I uh, guess <laughs> that is true. All right, this is I will I will attempt to say this in the language. That they may understand. Yamero Sagi Shudan. Is that what quick, did she do with Yamero Sagi Shu? Quick now for us. <laughs> yeah, that's quick now for us. 
Okay, nice. so the first one is uh, Galar Weezing. It is uh, the poison gas Pokemon. Its typing is poison fairy. Yes, or as I know them now, Charles and Benedict. Because all Galar and Weezing need to be named Charles and Benedict. You yeah, can thought... pick which one's Charles and which one's Benedict. That is on you, but they will always be named Charles and Benedict. I thought Charles and Benedict were like two dudes that you knew that you don't like anymore. And you're like, those are my poison fairies. <laughs> like the guys who go to Nelly's here in D.C., those are the poison fairies. <laughs> those are the poison fairies. Well... I mean, I think most of us do know some poison fairies in our lives, but this is the first actual poison fairy type. Am I correct? You are correct. Yes. Okay. Is, uh, sure. And they have some fancy, fancy hats. It's nine feet. Speaking of their hats, it's nine feet, 10 inches tall. That's American metrics. I'm sorry, everyone else in the world. It's uh, 35 pounds and it has the ability to levitate and it has possibly a new ability. They They have not... Unveiled what the yeah. uh, question, question, mark, question mark question mark question mark yeah oh so it's just your rival from gold and silver then correct <laughs> perfect uh, Galar Weezing consumes polluted air and poisonous gases for uh, sustenance sustenance yeah Sus- sustenance aka Bre- food okay I was gonna say break it down for somebody who didn't pay attention during school. Uh, the byproducts of the consumption is purified air, which is spewed out from the top of its heads. The toxins accumulated within Weezing's bodies uh, are concentrated poison gas clouds that leak out and drift around. This gas is so potent that even a whiff of it is enough to stun and immobilize its opponents, making Weezing the best weapon during battles. So, I- ideally, the gas around its face is poison, but the gas that comes out of its Hat is purified. Which is like a twist on the whole way actual smokestacks work. I I was just going to say, was this Pokemon (laughs) conceived by like the coal lobby? (laughs) The actual air you're breathing is bad for you. It's bad for you. The air that comes out of our cold fire plants is pure and clean. Let let Benedict and Charles drink up your sweet poison farts and blast out... (laughs) Clean air. <laughs> Does Pokemon now have like? <laughs> do they have now this obsession of we need to make really tall Pokemon because pe- like no one can ha- possibly hate a Pokemon that is a million feet tall, like Alolan Executor, or like let's just make Weezing I, I super hate, tall. I hate Alolan. I hate Alolan Executor. You what, do. What? Alolan yes. Executor is doing its best. It's I so good. Hate, no. It's taller than me, and nothing should be taller than oh William R. Anderson. So, oh. no. Mm-hmm. There you go. See, I proved you wrong. I mean, I like, I like, I, so I think this just, it's automatically funny, right? Like, yeah, I mean, totally. The things that go off the top of the screen is just like a good comedy sight gag. And it's, they have Victorian mustaches made out of poison gas. Like, the whole thing is just, there's just like a charm to it that you can't be mad at. Like you just look at it and go, "Oh, that's funny." Okay, I get it. They're wearing old timey hats. They got poison mustaches, like they've been into the poison milk, and they don't fit on screen. Like it's a good gag. Are we assuming that coughing is just regular? Is this like yes. a Marowak or a Raichu? Of I'm assuming. I'm assuming because they announced the other one as yeah. the line. 
that yeah. this is just uh straight up agreed so our another question i'm pro- posing are we annoyed are we as a uh pokemon community annoyed that they're focusing on another gen 1 pokemon when there are seven six other gens they could be focusing on Zigzagoon is not Gen 1. No, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, all of the Alolan Pokemon were Gen 1, and now this is uh, Gen 1 Galar. I, I mean, if that's your I complaint, mean, you're li- living a pretty sweet life, if that's what you've got to complain I mean, about. Of of the ones that have not been touched in a very long time, Gen 1 has not been touched in a very long time. And people are going to have automatic, you know, pleasant feet. Like, if they suddenly announce that Galarin electrode is an orange we'll be like oh it's cute like you know what galarin oddish is a citrus oh my god oh there we go (laughs) no i mean i i do think they they play on that nostalgia am i annoyed by it no because i'm not i'm not annoyed by things getting galarin forms or alolan forms like there's not oh they should have done better or they should have made something new like i don't feel that way i'm sure I am sure, because this is the internet that we're talking about, there are a segment of people who are annoyed that these forms exist at all. Like, they would rather have something new than something reimagined. Uh, I'm gonna, we, we don't talk about leaks, but I'm gonna bring up just a, a minor leak here. I promise you don't have to cover yours, it's not that big of a deal. But earlier, earlier before this trailer debuted, they did talk about Galar forms, which... Uh, is correct. I mean, we now know Galar forms are a thing. Uh, and the leak mentioned that the trailer this week would show Pseudo-Widow, like Galar Pseudo-Widow. Uh, and if you watch the trailer, it did not show Pseudo-Widow. So it's kind of interesting because uh, there was a lot of stuff in that leak that was correct, but like that was like a huge miss. Like, how is most of your leak correct? And then you say Pseudo-Widow will be shown as a Galar Pokemon. And then that doesn't come to light so i i could put on my like tinfoil hat and uh have this big big brain theory that it wouldn't surprise me if the pokemon company is trying to figure out who is leaking stuff so they told some employees that these pokemon would be featured and other employees that these pokemon would be featured so they could narrow down who was leaking the stuff i don't doubt that there will be a pseudo widow as a Galar form, since pseudo widow is already deceiving, because it's supposed to look like a tree, but it's a rock. But I, I just thought that was like very interesting that like three days before there was this leak saying that they're going to show Galar forms, they're going to show these two new rivals, and they're going to show Galar pseudo widow, and most of that was right, except the pseudo widow. Let me posit an alternate thesis. The leaks are actually coming from an alternate universe. And in oh, that universe, yeah. it was Pseudo Wudo that was revealed. <laughs> that is some um, 8D chess right there. Thank you very much. I work in double the dimensions of all you chess players. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please teach me how to learn uh, to play chess because I want to learn. Thanks. <laughs> we'll come here and we'll, we'll hook you up. I mean, it is very likely that they. Or, you know, it depends on when they decided to announce what they were going to show and what they were making. I mean, there's a lot of ways that that could have happened. Like, they had multiple project 
timelines and XYZ happened instead of ABC. No, Z never happened. Z, it was just X and Y. Oh, uh, why do you <laughs> exist? But yeah, I mean, are they probably going to use it to figure out who the leaker is? Absolutely, they are. Unless they are fully aware and encouraging the leaks, which is also a possibility. Yeah, I mean, they could be encouraging leaks. I mean, Apple's been accused of that before, of like, oh, Apple has purposely leaked this iPhone because it builds hype. Whether I, They'll never admit that, though. <laughs> well, but there's what Google did with the whole, was it? Was it Google and the Pixel? No, it was Samsung. I'm so confused. There was some company where their phone got leaked, and when people were like saying, oh, look, it's a leaked phone, they were like, well, actually, that's not a leak. Here's the actual phone, and then they just gave out all the information. Oh, I think that was Samsung, yeah. Yeah, it was Samsung. Was that pre- or post-explosion? Uh, post. It was, <laughs> it, was, post. It, was, it was within the past two months. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've Before we move on to the next press... R- Part of this press release, uh, we're we're dipping our toes in Reddit. Uh, why? Uh, because Reddit has a screenshot from a what a time to be alive. I go to Reddit to then get an iPhone screenshot of a game FAQ page. Greg, can you um, please ask Charles and Benedict to come over to my house because I have now suddenly been doused in poison. Yes, I will send Charles and Benedict over immediately. This is from Game FAQs from five years ago. The poster's name is Labyrinth. The title of the post, again, on Game FAQs is How Will a Poison Slash Fairy Fare in the Pokemon X 3DS uh, message board? Again, five years ago. It says, I'm new to this whole meta game, and I usually, I usually just play the game. If I'm doing calculations right, it'll lose a lot of resistance to poison, but it will gain a bunch of resistance to make up for it. I don't know how it would... IDK also how it would be <laughs> look-wise. I am sure there's a fairy tale or mythical creature or something that would work out for a poison type. It would be funny, though, if Weezing were to get poison slash fairy evolution... That dude is playing the 4D's chest the, right, right there. I wouldn't I wouldn't bring you guys bad information. <laughs> that is some time travel weirdness. Okay, so you want, Wibbly do you want extra and or wobbly. Do you want extra whatever? I don't know, the wormhole quantum sure. space. Quantum my, yep. my friend Dylan who is a listener to this program who is also an artist, one of those people that draws things with their hands, just sent me a photo of Charles and Benedict. No! That that he drew himself. As if he could hear us talking about them right now. <laughs> I think My, we've been bugged. I, I, who is the leaker? Who, who is, is the, leaker? the leaker? So there you go. There's just a little fun thing from five years ago that somebody predicted a poison fairy wheezing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Wow, that's that's the real two hundred IQ. You just uh, you just keep making predictions, and then eventually, and then eventually you'll get something. something <laughs> you get something right. That's actually called how psychics work. Galar Zigzagoon, the tiny raccoon Pokemon, dark normal, one foot four inches tall, thirty eight point six pounds, with the ability pick up and gluttony. 
The Zigzagoon of Galar never settled down and are known to inhabit all areas of a region, including fields, forests, and towns. There is some speculation that the zigzag movements on the Zigzagoon and other regions stem from the restless nature of Galar Zigzagoon, considered to be the oldest branch of the species. Galarian Zigzagoon enjoys battles and will charge at people and other Pokemon in attempt to provoke a fight. This behavior usually su succeeds in starting a battle with another Pokemon, but humans tend to think Galarian Zigzagoon is just playing or showing affection. Which then moves on to Galarian Linoon, the rushing Pokemon, dark normal. 1 foot 8 inches tall, 71.7 pounds with pickup and gluttony. Galarian Linoon can reach speeds of over 60 miles per hour and can deliver devastating tackles and headbutts. I'll say with an, 60 miles an hour with enough destruction uh, hmm. uh with a, with enough destructive force to knock away a car. These attacks can also throw Linoon off balance if they miss. Anime uh, episode written for you. Galarian Linoon are rash and fearless and will recklessly pick fights even if opponents are stronger than themselves. Their boldness and their tendency to attack opponents head-on make Galarian Linoon very popular among the disaffected youth of the Galar region. <laughs> also, the best is that on the webpage, it's under the catches. Is popular among unhappy and angry youths. Aw. Buck up, teens. Frowny frowny boys. Frowny yep. boys. Got your frowny pokes. And then uh Galarian form evolutions. Living up to the unique environment of the Galar region. Some regional forms of Pokemon have developed unique evolutions unseen in any region. So this is something that uh is brand new. Uh Sun and Moon did not do this. But we have Obstagoon, because I believe it's supposed to be Obstacle. Or Obstinant. This oh. gives me a lot of problems. Okay. A lot that I have to work through. It is the All right. blocking Pokemon. It is dark normal. It is five feet, three inches tall. Somebody quickly see how tall Gene Simmons is. It's as tall as you. Uh, no, I'm 5'8". Congrats. Weight is 101. Point four pounds, and it has the abilities Reckless and Guts. The Linoon of the Galar region live in harsh conditions and engage in fierce competition with others of their species. As Gene a Simmons is 69? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't he be? As a result, their survival instincts have been honed, leading to their evolution into Obstagoon. Though Obstagoon... Uh is extremely combative. It is. <laughs> it often does not launch the first attack. It will taunt its opponent, goading it into attack. When it does, Obstagoon will cross its arms and meet the oncoming attack with its obstruct move. Obstagoon is especially skilled at throwing its opponent off guard and countering with its sharp claws. Uh, FYI, Gene Simmons, who is 69 years old, is six foot two. Jeez, he's yeah. a tall man. He's a he's tall a, dude. He's a tall boy. All right. I also forgot to mention that I have uh, had coffee at the Kiss Coffee Shop 
that is There's a, a Kiss real coffee place. shop? Uh, yeah, and they sell Kiss coffee. It's a real place that exists. Is it in D.C.? No, it's in South Carolina. For our younger listeners, uh, Will, you're the oldest on this show. No, wait, Greg is. Excuse <laughs> me. Pardon well, him. Well, why? you're you're the young hip person on the show. Who is yeah, who, who is Gene Simmons for those that might not know? Gene Simmons is the lead singer of Kiss. And what is a Kiss? <laughs> it is a rock band, a glamour rock band from the late 70s and early 80s. Uh and they had a cartoon. I remember they watching did. one Didn't time. They Didn't they help Santa Claus? Scooby-Doo crossover at one point? He's not the lead I'm singer, though. Sure He's the lead see. guitarist, isn't he? Oh, who is the singer, then? Are you telling me? Hold on. Before I started the show, I was expecting you both to be Paul big. Paul Stanley is the lead. Uh, well, no, Gene Simmons is also lead. He's the bassist. Never mind. He is a lead singer, but he's also Thank you. with Paul Stanley. I expected I both of you to be both Kiss fans. I am what? not a Kiss fan. You're not? I'm, this is the music no. of your generation. No, no it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Greg and I... They, no. When they got super popular, okay. like they're big, they started in 1973. When I, I was, was three years born. old. That's the year I was born. I mean, I will say I was aware of them, like, because 77, 78, people would say, is like the height of KISS popularity. 77 so, and 78? Yeah. yeah. Really? So that's like when they had the huge things. That's when the Paul Lind Halloween special happened. Like, it was their first ever TV appearance. Um, they had a ton of top, uh, like, that's when all their hits were big. So, like, I was aware of them. Like, they were on cartoons. They showed up in Scooby-Doo, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And I was aware of them. But I think also, like... My brother liked them because he was three years older than I was, and he could buy his own music at that point. So I think he, like, I've heard Kiss, but they were just slightly before I was aware of a lot of music. So, like, I knew who they were, and I remember the whole thing, like, ooh, who are the people under the makeup? And that, like, I remember them, the whole big thing in, like, the early 80s when it was, like, Oh, they're finally going to take off all their makeup and we yeah. get to see who they are. Oh, look, they're a bunch of dudes. <laughs> but like, but also for me, right, you have to remember that when I was growing up, I, we were very Christian, Catholic. Yeah. And even though it's not true, there was, uh, there were things about the name Kiss that what people thought it meant that meant that you did not listen to their music in a Christian household. They're very like, no metal, no. I don't, I don't do metal. <laughs> what's the what's the like what's the number one Kiss song? Oh, oh. what would what would still be like like if you're listening to like the oldies. Or like classic rock, you're gonna hear Class, probably this is classic rock. You're gonna, it's not oldies. You're gonna thing. hear yeah, like one. Ki- well, what's oldies at this point? I feel like Blink One Eighty Two is considered oldies because yeah. Well, Blink One Eighty Two is oldies. <laughs> they definitely Wasn't that twenty years ago? Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Like it was uh, most things off of what was that album? Dressed to Kill. Uh, Dress rock to kill and Roll All one? Night. Is that them? Yeah. Oh, rock. Yeah. Detroit Rock City. Beth is a huge one. Kiss also like they started like the hair band, right? Yeah, they were like one well, of the I first. I would say glam. they started it. They were one of the first were... glam metals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's just like that glam rock concept really came from them. 
Uh, this is an article off IGN. Gene Simmons really likes the new Pokemon that looks like Gene Simmons. <laughs> Obstagoon and Gene Simmons, a match made in heaven. Uh, Gene Simmons, frontman of the band Kiss, is happy that the Pokemon company has apparently chose to honor him with Obstagoon, a brand new Pokemon from the upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield, with a striking re- re- resemblance to the Rockstar. As reported by Eurogamer, Obstagoon is a brand new Galarian evolution of Zigzagoon that was uh, appeared earlier this week. Fans all over the internet pointed out the obvious comparison between Simmons and Obstagoon, and Simmons took to Twitter to share the initial thoughts with one word. Welp. (laughs) Which is, like, perfect. I mean, that is the absolute perfect first. Like, welp, here it is. However, he provided a statement to Newsweek that said, quote, Pokemon has been part of a household for decades, and ever since our kids discovered them, and to see a Pokemon pay homage to Kiss is flattering. Now, the real question is whether or not he actually plays as his Pokemon doppelganger later this year, when Pokemon Sword and Shield are both released on November 15th. I think there was like a small, this is it's a very humbling article, uh, because there I have been Pokemon, ba- this is not the first time, surprise, this is like not the first time that a Pokemon has been based on a person or a pers- persona. Like, I would say Kiss is like a persona, right? <laughs> like, you dress up as Kiss. Yeah. So, just for, for people to understand, two things, two statements I need to make. Paul Stanley was the star child. Gene Simmons was the demon. Yep. Ace Freely was the spaceman, which was always a source of confusion over who was the star child and who was the spaceman. Yeah, they're too close. They needed and to like switch that out. The Catman was Peter Chris. So that's yep. number one. But Gene Simmons had the longest tongue, correct? That correct. is the issue. That Gene Simmons <laughs> is known for having an exceptionally long tongue. And that is the true resemblance with Obstagoon. But of course, it's just like every picture of Gene Simmons that's ever been taken, his tongue is sticking out. So, except his Twitter pic, he's very uh, dude, uh, he's sixty nine <laughs> years old. <laughs> he's very old. That tongue got dried out. It's a little leathery at this point. <laughs> I didn't know that there was also the fox and the Ankh warrior were parts of Kiss later. Like I'm kind of digging the Ankh warrior makeup. Why not? Why not? Also, just FYI. Kiss was huge in Japan. Wow. For a okay. Very okay. Long that was. Time. I was going to ask that. Yeah, they were very. They were a very. They like a lot of people say that we're big in Japan. That whole phrase is because of Kiss. Like that's like a popular, not probably not true saying, but uh, Kiss like the whole Kiss aesthetic just hit big in Japan. In the like, right at the pop, like when there wasn't a lot of crossover, like in the seventies, like in seventy seven, Japan was all about Kiss. So Kiss has been a big part of Japanese culture for a long time. So the fact, like people are like, why would they do this? I'm like, Japan is very well acquainted with Kiss. Like they know they're into it. It's fine. Japan is also really into wrestling, and there are a lot of Pokemon based on wrestlers. Uh, specifically, and when I say Japan is, like, really into wrestling, it is, like, everyone just accepts that, whereas, like, if you were to go to an American wrestling show, you're probably going to, like, primarily see, I'm sure there are statistics, but I would say, like, 
So it's like it's like it's like four to four males to one female at like uh, an American wrestling show. But like in Japan, it's like really 50 50 and you see a really broad age range of like younger to older. It's just part of their culture. So like like with specific Pokemon again, like like a Pokemon being based on somebody isn't the first thing. Uh, there are two that come to mind specifically. Incineroar is based off uh, the Japanese wrestler Tiger Mask and Embor is based off. Uh, the American wrestler Bam Bam Bigelow. You could pull up a picture of Kiss, specifically Gene Simmons, and then Obstagoon, and you could be like, "Oh, these are clear inspirations." And you can do the same thing with um, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tiger Mask and Incineroar. Uh, there, FYI, there's two Tiger Masks. There's an evil Tiger Mask, and there's the good Tiger Mask. Incineroar being dark type, obviously the evil Tiger Mask. And then you can do the same thing with WWF at the time, before they changed to WWE, Bam Bam Bigelow to Embor, um, which explains Embor's fighting. If, if, I don't think a lot of people know that like Embor is based on Bam Bam Bigelow, but also if you look at like uh, Pig Knight, he's a little piggy wearing a wrestling singlet. <laughs> like, the rest, <laughs> like the wrestling theme is pretty good in that as... Once you, once somebody points it out to you, I'm sure there are other Pokemon. I just don't have them off the top of my head based on people or things. I guess there was probably before we move on from Obstagon. I guess there was worried that Kiss uh, Obstagoon, Obstagoon, Thank you. sorry, Obstagoon, because I can no longer say that people evo- who evolve their zigzags into Lanoons become Lanoon goons because now they are obviously Obstagoons, and my whole life is destroyed. Okay. A lot of these like older rock bands are very sue happy. <laughs> Hasn't like Kiss sued for like multiple things in the past? Oh, they've no, no. They've, you're confusing them with Metallica. Metallica sues everybody. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they do. Metallica was also like one of the few bands that like refused to be in iTunes, right? Like they were very much against uh, electronic distribution of music. That's that's yeah. a very high yeah. level way of saying it. I don't remember um I don't remember a lot of uh don't use our image lawsuits coming from Kiss, but like Kiss sold everybody rights to their image. Like I don't think they have ever really kept that under wraps. Like they're on lunchboxes, they were in Scooby Doo, they were had their own movies. I mean, I don't think like they would even bat an eye that somebody would base something off their stuff. It, yeah, I mean, it's cool that he said his kids are super into Pokemon, so I'm sure, as like a dad, that's probably pretty exciting to see your likeness in a game that your kids enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you know, you're relevant again for a while. <laughs> so we have some retconning happening. Uh-oh. Which Pokemon seems to do every now and then, which I I, I don't have a problem with. I'm sure some people are definitely do have a problem with, but uh, they're pretty much stating that Zigzagoon is originally from Galar. Yeah. And the Zigzagoon that you first met uh, for the very first time in Hoenn, uh, they've migrated from Galar, and the reason they don't evolve is because they are less aggressive. So because they cannot reach peak aggressiveness, that's why Linoon does not evolve into Opsagoon elsewhere. Well, also because Hoenn is a much more pleasant place, so yeah. it was also the Gen environment forever. in Galar. 
They didn't have to be dark. They can just be normal type. <laughs> I I don't. It's what like I know a lot of people were really upset by it because it's like, what? you know, they did that we, with not Executor like, too, didn't they? Like Executor yeah. is originally from Alola, right? Where it could grow longer. It's it's fine. Like it, just to pretend that this has not ever happened in the real world is foolish. Like we have discovered older species of ones that we thought were original like a lot of times it's fine like it's a bit of lore that does not affect anything and i'm always surprised at what people get upset about whatever like they wanted to give it more flavor they wanted it as you know badgers and stuff originally came from england whatever it's fine yeah did badgers originate in England? Now I need to look that up. I think uh, so. I don't know. <laughs> Hufflepuffs will know. I, I, I really, mean, I'm a Hufflepuff. I should know. I really like the four Galar Pokemon, or the three Galar Pokemon they've shown in the one evolution. I think they're all cool. I think they're, they're okay. Uh, let's take one more break, and then we'll talk about the rest of this trailer and uh we got all the kiss stuff out of the way you know not in nine years did i ever think we're going to talk about kiss on this podcast never say never that's what we're learning so we'll talk about the rest of the trailer and then uh question of the week um actually we'll probably cut question of the week this week oh man i had a good song too uh we'll save it for next week which we're actually recording today because we're all out of town next week or, not me. I'll just do it all by myself. Uh, I'm not out of town. Wait, <laughs> well, I guess I guess Will is in town. Well, I'm out of town, but I'll be with Will. So we're recording. It's it's a mess. Uh, we'll be right back. They had people there to manage the flow of traffic. Be like, hey, walk this way, or hey, walk this way, just to keep it clear. Uh-huh. Walk this way, or hey, walk this way. That all went okay. Yeah. From our break, the form-changing Pokemon. Some Pokemon can change their form often because of the effects of certain items or their own ability. Some of these form changes just don't change the Pokemon's appearance, but also affects the types or its moves or even changes its ability. So they showed a new Pokemon here. But are we classifying Aegislash as a form-changing Pokemon? Sure, yeah. why not? It changes forms. Is there any other ones besides this new one? That change forms? Oh, you mean change forms during battle? Yeah, like Aegislash. Um, well, that's Kyogre and Groudon change? Yeah, no, but those are need primal item. forms. Yeah. They need an item. But they, this, it does say item. Uh, it says often because of the certain effects of an item or their own ability. Well, so Shaman has battle. two forms. Yeah. Like, all the genies have two forms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyurem's all formed up. Yeah. Cosma's all formed up. I mean, there's some, but what, only ones that do it in battle, the only one I can think is Aegislash and the new one. 
Real question. How do we say this? More peco or more pico? More. Uh, I always say more peco because of peckish, but yeah. that doesn't that. But it, that doesn't have any basis in reality. But like, if we're going with the J- Japanese version, that'd be more pico or pe or peco. It, it, who knows? I think I think more peco. I think Sounds more good. peco is the way I'm going. Okay, well, I guess we'll wait for the anime or until somebody says this name out loud. <laughs> it is the two-sided Pokemon. It's electric dark. It's one foot tall, 6.6 pounds with the ability Hunger Switch. Is this the first electric dark? Y- yes. I'm sh- I think yes. There's so many Cuz everybody thought Pokemon that Shink should be electric dark and it's not. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, or I don't. Well, I mean, dark as in evil. I don't really see anything evil about Luxray. Not saying that all dark Pokemon are inherently evil, but that's what dark type stands for. There, there ain't nothing evil about Shinx. Maybe Luxray, but well, it's evil in a different sense. Not right. as in a, a willful act of malfeasance against another. It's evil as in the sense of. There are bad things that happen in the universe, and that badness needs to have some name. Yeah, well, they have a Pokemon for that. It's called Absol. <laughs> no, exactly, and that's why Absol is pure dark type. But um, Absol doesn't mean to do bad things. No, it's right, just no. a representation of the bad things that happen in the universe. Yeah, but that's why it's good for its lore, because people blame Absol. But Absol's... Right. But Absol's there to say, hey, don't build your house in a floodplain. <laughs> what, what are you I people think, doing? Though, I think, though, anyone hungry can definitely be classified as dark type. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should just say Morpeko, the Snickers commercial Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, did the, the trailer literally say hangry? Yes. It did. Yeah. Hangry okay. form. Um, yes. The sacks on Morpeko's cheeks consistently generate electricity. Uh, where have I heard that sentence before? I don't know. This consumes energy, causing Morpeko to constantly be hungry. To satisfy this hunger, I'm not making this up. It literally says, Morpeko will grab a Snickers. Oh, wait. Uh, (laughs) No, it does not say that. Morpeko will always carry around a berry seed to snack on. When When experiencing prolonged hunger, Morpeko's... Hormone balance changes. This causes the fur to change color and triggers a more aggressive and volatile behavior. The energy volatile, volatile. I said that. No, you said volatile. <laughs> <laughs> I was like it, that Pokemon. Was though. adjusting on Vi-lo-til. the fly. Uh, the energy stored in its cheek sacs also changes from electric to dark type. Uh, Morpeko's ability, Hunger Switch, is a new ability. That causes it to change appearance each turn. The aura wheel is Morpeko's signature move and changes types depending on Morpeko's form. In full belly mode, its move is electric. In hangry mode, the move becomes dark type. The way this reads, it auto changes each turn? Yes. Whereas, like, doesn't like, Aegislash do? no, is move does based? That with King Shield. Yeah, if you do King Shield, it goes into shield form, and any attacking moves pops it out. But this makes it sound like it's going to just switch between the two forms every other turn. 
Is yeah. that yeah? Am I wrong in thinking that? No, that's what the I two sided Pokemon. That's what I got from it. I mean, I just think that's really hard to use. Did that? Okay, so that what I was confused with is it says the energy stored in its sacks changes it from electric to dark. Is it dark electric or is it electric one turn, dark the next turn? That's the other question. Though. Yeah, I don't know. What a mysterious Pokemon. Because if it's not actually electric dark and it's just some turns electric some turns dark then we still technically don't have an electric dark pokemon i mean i have a feeling that it's going to be electric dark and just you know it gets like aura aura wheel will be stabbed no matter what form it's in it's just that if it's in it's full mode it'll be an electric attack and this dark mode it will be but I think it. I think the Pokemon itself will still be classified as electric dark type. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I ju- I think just the move changes. I don't think it's pure electric and then pure dark and then back to pure electric. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Just think that they can sell double the stuffed animals. I know this is the best electric mouse we've gotten so far. Okay, it is except so it's a hamster. Cute. Two, it's so it cute. Is cute. So this is our Pikachu of the generation, correct? Correct. Sure. It does this is the Togemaru of this generation. It yes. does literally have a Pikachu tail built into does its it? coat. Yeah, if you look at its butt, it has Pikachu's tail. It's just not actually I've a not, tail. Where have you seen its butt? I meant I've not seen a back picture of it. I have to look. Well, that's fine. It's it's cute. I think it does look like Pikachu. I disagree with you. It looks like the original chubby chubby Pikachu that's so cute. <sighs> I don't like stuffed animals, but I want a stuffed hangry mode. More Peko. I will make one out of yarn. I mean, people have already made them online. Like, how do they do I, these things so fast? Because they don't have 40 hour a week jobs. Oh, I see. I've seen a picture. So, in its pattern on the back, the tail, it's not a tail sticking out, it's the tail patterns in its back. Yeah. Oh, but it is, okay. It is in Pikachu's tail shape. Yes, it is. I get, well, I mean, Pikachu's tail shape and a lightning tail are, <laughs> they're the same. So yes, it's a lightning bolt shape. Agreed. Do we think it's getting an evolution? No. No, 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 no. Not at all. Pikachu, and then in Gen 2, we had Pichu, I guess? Yeah. And Bad some baby. people say Meryl, but Meryl does not count. One, no, Meryl evolves. Two, the only reason Meryl was even considered is because this was prior to the internet where people <laughs> were still on dial-up. And so when they showed Meryl for, I think it was because of the movie, because they were making a card about it, people called it yeah. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Because they didn't know well, no, what it was. it was referred to that in a book. There was like a book that had a description of it as Peekaboo. Like an unofficial book. No, I think it was an official book. It was like know. an accident. Like a, a, they just, yeah. But Meryl does not is not a Pikachu clone. No. And then Gen three was Plusle and Minin. Yeah. And then Gen four was Pachirisu. Pachirisu, which I guess is a squirrel, not really a mouse, because this is a hamster. They're all rodents. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Gen five is a Molga, flying yeah. squirrel. Flying squirrel. And then Gen 6 is uh, Dedene, the best one by far. What? Eh, it's no Emolga. It's, no. Mm, yeah, I mean, I like better. Dedene, though. 
I love Dedenne. And then Gen 7 is uh, Togudemaru. Togudemaru! And for those saying Mimikyu, it is not a Pikachu clone. It, it is a Pikachu disguise. I mean, it doesn't... It's not a Pikachu. It, no. It's a ghost. Yeah. It just has a Pikachu outfit. I mean, it could wear a paper bag for all we know. It doesn't have to wear the Pikachu outfit to survive. But yeah, I think, I think for the most part, people are pretty excited about this. Uh, I think it has more appeal... Uh, then Dedenne and Emolga and pretty much everything prior to it, honestly. I don't know if I can agree with that statement. I have to see it in action first on my team before I put it in a box because it's no good. <laughs> All right. We have the Rivals of Galar. Many trainers... More Rivals of Galar. Many trainers across the region take part in the gym challenge, completing in which participants face various gyms of Galar with the hopes of becoming champion. Two rival trainers... Will compete on their adventures are Marnie and Bead. Is that how we're saying it? Um, it might be Betty. It's hard. It's hard to say. It, it could be Bead. It could be Beady. It could be. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have I'd to have see to like hear an official it said, pronunciation. Is... They don't give you that in your press release. There, they don't. It's it's a real bummer. <laughs> I'm going with Betty because that just sounds like an actual human name. Or you could call her Veronica, whichever is your preference. Yeah. What about Veronica? <laughs> Please, it's a reference to Archie Comics. Just oh, go on. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I guess I'm gonna stick with Bead. I mean, so for, it, looking at Bulbapedia, they say that the Japanese is from Beat. So if it's based off of Beat, it probably is Bead. So Marnie is uh, you. You would think. Look. Oh, FYI. Yeah, the character's name Travis in French. Whose name is Travis? Bead. Oh, it says name Travis, language French. Oh, Travis. weird. Uh, okay, uh, sure. Travis. Travis. We oui? look. We're, just, we're gonna put it out there. There are some thirsty Pokemon fans. Sonia was already high on that list for people, and then Nessa came out. And boy, Pokemon Pokemon really knows how to pander to their audience because the amount of fan art for Marnie is out of this world. I mean, it's no Milo, but I get it. The internet moves real fast on this kind of stuff. Who would have known that all you needed to do was change Gladion into a girl? (laughs) (laughs) The internet would lose their mind. Uh, Marnie is a rival who has a competitive size. And together with her partner, Morpeko, she aims to become champion of Galar. She has many passionate fans due to her calm and calculated battle strategies. Bead... And who are her fans? Well, we got. I'm going in order here. Bead is a rival who is skilled at Pokemon battles and has the pride to match. He has joined the gym challenge, having received the endorsements from Rose, the chairman of the Galar Pokemon League. While he is clearly aiming to become champion, he seems to have some other objectives as well. It's just N. It's just it's the N storyline. N wasn't a jerk, though. Well, who said not with that, that attitude? Be a jerk. Oh, the, the, uh, they've translated their dialogue from the Japanese trailer. Oh, I haven't and watched his, the Japanese And his trailer. dialogue says, I'm a jerk. Is that what the his, dialogue is? His dialogue uh, is insulting to you. I can try to pull it up. 
I, I do dislike the, like, finally we get a bad rival or, like, an angry rival because people have this, like, big nostalgia trip I, about, like, blue and silver. And it's like, did you guys not play Black and White too? Like, Hugh was a pretty huge jerk. He wasn't necessarily a jerk to you, but, like... Just because you have a friend who's not a jerk to you, but is like a jerk to waiters or <laughs> like yeah. staff, doesn't mean they're still not a jerk. Like Hugh was kind he of was a jerk. He had a bad attitude. And did did no one just play Sun and Moon? Like Gladion was like legit also a jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was like not a single nice thing about him until like the reveal that he was Lily's brother. Here are some translations for what Bead says. Uh, he goes, it's, isn't it pitiful that you let low-level Pokemon fight? Mind you, the league leader is better than the champion. In other words, as a leader chosen by the chairman, I am better than you. Ooh. So that's, somebody's got confidence. So that's some of his dialogue that was translated from Japanese. Plus, he has, he, he's just got a mean look. It's a very dismissive look on yes, the club page. Yes, although they just copied and pasted that from Gladion, so... I mean, they just put a wig on Gladion and call it Marnie. Quit now, frauds. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I just I, I just have to be on the record of saying I hate Betty's jacket, and that there you go. That I just hate that style of jacket. What, the purple... It's just, it's like the jacket that's so long it covers all of your clothes, but you're wearing shorts, you know? Yeah, well. It's a look. It's, it's a, a look, look I'm not It's into. not a look for you. Yeah. So, okay. So, Chairman Rose, Alina, and Bede are all in league. They are the real bad guys. Mm. And they will be taken down. Are we still not just assuming that... Leon is the bad guy. Now, Leon dresses too poorly to be really bad. I, I'm so confused by all of this, everything that's happening, Galar. I, I'm, I'm, I have no concept anymore. Um, I am knitting a copy of the player characters. Uh, toke is the appropriate word to use for people in America. Beanie. Hat. And then finally we have Team Yell. Team Yell is a group of troublemakers who seem to appear everywhere and attempt to get in the way at every opportunity. They want ball hooligans. They want nothing more for Marnie to become champion, so they will obstruct other challengers. They take over hotel lobbies, prevent challengers from accessing transportation. They even shout out to distract opponents during battle. When Marnie battles, these Team Yell grunts quickly appear, showing their support with Marnie. Print towels and horns. It's just wild. This is just so like this is another team skull. I feel like in the sense yeah. that they're not ultimately the bad guys. Like what they're yeah. doing doesn't strike the world I mean, is they're, ending. They're they're the annoyance group. Like they're into this annoying group that's mostly harmless, but are there to be in your way. And it which also, is, to me, points that Marnie is not a bad guy. Which uh, depends on how, like, what the actual interaction between Marnie and her fans are. Like, that'll tell a lot, too. Like, if Marnie's like, stop, you are annoying me. Which sort of seems the way they're portraying it a little bit. Like, I think that says a lot about Marnie. I don't know. There's a lot there. Am I thrilled 
about it, it's fine. I'm curious what everything else around the game is, because at this point, like, Team Yell being portrayed as the bad guy team right now is leaving me kind of lukewarm. They aren't interesting to me. Well, it's either, at this point of everything they've shown, I can't imagine there's, like, another, maybe there is another faction or something they're going to introduce, but at this point, it either has to be Chairman Rose and Leon, or Leon, or Chairman Rose abusing Leon, because Leon's the champion, and that dude's the chairman of the Pokemon League, so obviously there's a relationship there. Whether one is being used for the other, who knows, but it doesn't seem to be Marnie. Yeah, and it's, it's not. And if Bede is your rival, that would assume that they are the same age, and Leon is significantly older. And they've already done that storyline before, which is N is the one getting abused. The real crime is that Team Yell is bringing back Vuvuzelas. No! That's, that's the real the crime. Past. So the what the theme the theme of Team Yell is they are the sports fans that would paint their face and go to a sporting game and be very loud regardless of their if their team is winning or losing. They're going to be loud if their team's winning. They're going to be loud if their team's losing. Um, in this case, I guess their team is Marnie. Um, but I do like that. I think that's thematically very good and very easy to understand. Um, I think if you compare that to Team Skull, I don't think that was really easy to understand that, like, Team Skull was based on, like, Korean b-boys and, like, dancing and... I guess you could, like, default and just say, oh, like, they like rap music and hip-hop, but that's, like kind of not properly classifying Korean b-boys. I, I don't no, know enough I mean, about Korean th- b-boys. I mean, I think you're, like, Team Skull was a harder cultural reach for people outside of that phenomenon where hyperactive sports fans exist in Everywhere. every culture. Yeah. yeah. Also, the whole, like... Team Skull is also poor and lives in poverty is was probably not a good look either no. <laughs> of like, oh, they like rap music and they're living in poverty is really Team Skull, like that team doesn't Skull work in America. <laughs> yeah, uh, Team Skull had a lot of problems with it. I mean, this this has a lot of potential problems with it already. Like there's already a lot of negative connotations and stereotypes around football fans, especially European football fans, like... Oh, and, and Packers fans, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and definitely <laughs> Packers fans. Packer fans are the worst. But, like, there are... there. I, I'm hoping that they handle them with more care than they seem to be. Like, these are pretty much... What we've seen so far is just pretty much the broad stroke stereotype of awful sports fans. And I'm, like, I'm a little turned off by it because it, it feels lazy to me, but... Well, I'll see how they are in the game. Right? I can't imagine anything's more lazy than Flair. Or maybe lazy is not the right word, but man, there was zero. Like, besides like buying into a cult, which is totally a thing that Team Flair had, like, what else do they really offer? I guarantee you that somewhere in some drawer in Game Freak headquarters, <laughs> quietly locked away, is an alternate story for X and Y that's actually good. I, I, and they I, had to put it aside for whatever reason, and they will never let the universe see that, that we could have had a good story. 
I mean, the thing is, is that what Team Flair was when you first met them and what Lysander was actually representing, they they didn't match up in any way that made sense. That was sort of the biggest problem with Team Flair. But that, like, that's Team also Flair- the same story of Cyrus. Like, Cyrus had a bunch of followers to go to this distortion world, and Cyrus, like, literally tells the player character, I don't care about my followers. Like, they don't matter yeah, but to me. Like, but, like, all of Team Plasma was sort of on board with following Cyrus and, like, making Team a new Galactic. universe. Excuse me? Me. Excuse me? Team Plasma or Team Galactic? Because Team Plasma was an awesome evil team. Thank you. Team Galactic. Yeah, I think Team Plasma's fine. But, like... Team Plasma's fine. No one interacted with Lysander. That was also part of the problem, right? I think we're saying the same thing. Like, I... Like... Because, like, Lysander's whole thing, like, Team Flair, were, like, when you met their grunts, they're like, we like fashion and taking things that are uh, that belong to other people. And then when you get to Lysander, he's like, actually, the problem is that we're running out of resources. And so if we don't kill a whole group of people off, the planet will die. And I'm choosing to get rid of Pokemon for some reason. Like, it's like his motivations came out of nowhere. About, like, we're running out of resources, and if you can't share everything, then nobody should have it. Whereas Team Flair, up until that point, was like, we dress cool, and you pay a lot of money to be in this exclusive group. It was like this weird disconnect. It's it, And a lot of Flair's sort of effectiveness was killed by X and Y's odd pacing. The fact that you finally get to the bulk of Flair stuff very late, and it's all crammed together, and it's super muddy. Like... There's nothing particularly wrong about Team Flair, except they just never made the stories connect in a way that made sense. But they did that a lot in X and Y. A lot of how X and Y flows doesn't make sense. It's just a real weirdly paced game. The complete opposite of Sudden Moon, where I feel like it is paced really well. And while Team Skull is this b-boy dance hip-hop team that lives in poverty... They're being abused by Lusamine, uh, which I think is is uh, interesting in its sense. But also, like, Lusamine isn't trying to destroy the world. Lusamine isn't trying to, like, blow up Alola. All she wants right. is to capture an Ultra Beast that I mean, she lost her husband to, I guess. She doesn't I- care. The thing, the thing about Lusamine doesn't care if everybody else pays the price, like... She is after her goal. The end result is sort of the, hey, everybody's going to pay the ultimate price for her actions. Like, I think that's underlined with Guzzlord World in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, that Lusamine's problem wasn't that she was going to destroy the world. That wasn't her goal. That was just a side problem of the goal she was going after. But I think there's a lot of problems with how they represented Team Skull and the fact that they weren't, like, it was most of the problem that they were n- not the true bad guys, that it was sort of like, well, they're poor and desperate and they're easily used, which isn't a great message. Um, <laughs> nope, nope, it's not. <laughs> or, you know, they act this way because of their love of street and because they're poor, also not a great message. Like, there's a lot about the laziness about how Team Skull was written for outside of Japan that's problematic, but I think the idea uh, that underlined Lusamine using whoever she wants 
and doesn't care about the damage she causes is a plus on the Team Skull storyline. I don't know what we're getting here. I'm not thrilled about how Team Yell is represented because it feels like a watered-down version of that Team Skull dynamic, but yeah. they haven't shown us anything. So yeah, I'm just like... A, a lot needs to be seen. A still. lot needs to be seen. On the surface, it feels a little more lazy. Like, oh, everybody's annoyed by out-of-control sports fans, so these are your bad guys. Like, lazy. Like, I hope there's more to it than that. Well, they. I mean, I can see them doing the thing twice in a row. Team Skull is a distraction from the real yes. thing. Team Yell is a yes. distraction from the real thing. We're going to do it twice yes. in a row to fool people. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's very likely that they are they are the red herring towards the real plan. Like, the l- lesson of, yes, these people are annoying, but they're not necessarily evil. And Chairman Rose is the true problem because the people who are in control and corporate greed and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a lot of ways they could go. We'll see when the game actually comes out. But right now, Team Yell to me feels slightly lazy. Pokemon jobs help Pokemon grow. In Galar region, people and Pokemon often work together. Corporations and universities request the help of Pokemon through Poke Jobs. Trainers can check the available Poke Jobs at Rotom in the Pokemon Center and will be able to send Pokemon directly to their boxes to any job they accept. Trainers will find that certain Pokemon types are suited for specific jobs. The experience gained while on the job will help Pokemon grow and trainers will receive rare items as rewards. This is wild. I mean, I love it because it's, it's, it's like Pokepelago, but, like, different in a way. Yeah. I just love the fact is it, that the screenshot the that they... It's the Pokemon. Yeah. The screenshot that they show is, like, do some construction work, help with cooking, help on our farm, or the darkly worded, protect our investments. <laughs> oh, like, oh, what? All right, corporation. I'm assuming you could probably get more than just specific items. I mean, they just announced it, so they're not going to show right. their entire hand of what you can do. But in like Pelago, when they announced Pelago, wasn't it just like, here are some beans and look, you can yeah. grow you can grow berries. But then we learned that you can hatch eggs. You can level your Pokemon in Pelago. You can... Uh, send them off to mine and uh, get mm-hmm. shards or fossils, uh, and then I mean we know they get experience for doing it. Like yeah, and then that that's in the screenshot. There's the festival plaza where you can also get stuff. Um, for example, there's that restaurant that gives you like what two complete max out EVs a day. Yeah, where you just talk to that person, they max out EVs. So I'm. Maybe you can also EV train, or maybe uh, when I think of like this, Greg is right in the fact that this is not like new. Pelago kind of already did this, but like Fallout, well, a lot of mobile games do this. Like Fallout Shelter is a good one where you can send two of your people from the vault out into the world of Fallout, and sometimes they die, <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> yeah. they bring back like food or. Or material, party or, or 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 sometimes they bring scorpions. back like an uh, injured person, and they're like, "Can this person live with us?" Pelago was also really good at saying like, "Oh, Lapras has come to visit. Maybe it'll hang out." So if your per- if your Pokemon's going out into a cave, is it 
maybe going to bring back a Pokemon and experience and a gem of being like, hey, I found this injured Zubat. Would you like to put it no, on your team? No, it's buddy. It's like, I made a friend at work. Yeah, I got a <laughs> friend at work. A thing that doesn't happen. Dinner? <laughs> I found this slack off at work. I, Can I bring it I have it back? to go to this work event. Please send Pokemon. Uh, so Rotomi is the machine. So we're assuming the Rotomi machine is different than the PC, right? I would assume there is no PC. I I would guess they're gonna continue doing the Let's Go Pikachu thing of the PC oh. is in your backpack. Yeah, it's and it's like a Rotom Dex is what it is. It's just like it's a cell phone that's a Rotom. Well, no the the job machine is in the Pokemon Center. There's a screenshot right. of it. Okay, it looks like okay. an there ATM. Is the Rotomi machine. I don't know. Did you see the image of the okay in in the Twitter a thing about the jobs, and they show like you know they show what the job options are, and then they show how do you pick which Pokemon you put into possibly doing the job or whatever the box, and then there's the next picture of the trainer like all excited, yeah, and there's a score bunny and a Grookey and a Sobble. Is that a is that a Rotom? Yeah, that's the Rotomi the... machine. Yeah, that's, that's the Rotomi. But it's not. It's not red. Look, Rotom is clearly is more talented than Ditto in, in, yeah. um, in many outlets. Uh, it, Rotom just learns to transform and adapt. I, I guess it's. I was just thinking, is it like a new Galarin form Rotom? No, Maybe. I think it's just what the ATM. Thing of Rotom looks like. I guess in an ATM you can be anything you want. Because if you watch the trailer before, there's like a Rotom flying as like a drone and it looks completely different in that sense. Just assuming they're, they they got the Rotom phone, they got the Rotom drone, they got the Rotom ATM. Uh, I can't imagine that I do you even make Rotom catchable? <laughs> Or is Rotom just a thing that manages things in this game? If only, if only the Pokemon Company has invented other digital Pokemon that could maybe, you know, take some of the workload off of Rotom. There is only yeah. Rotom. But Porygon is dumb. <laughs> Rotom at least is smart. Look, Porygon's data got corrupted over multiple upgrades. You can't trust it anymore. I'm dubious. That's very true. All right, one prediction for a Galar Pokemon before we move on to Pokemon of the Week. Or maybe not prediction, but what would you like now that we know that Galar forms are real? Show me Galarian Dunsparce, you cowards. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. I don't want a Galarian. Or Evolutions, because we know a Pokemon can technically evolve now, which we haven't seen before. So we know Betty uses... Solosis or Duosian. Yes. No, Solosis. Solosis. So, Galarian Reuniclus? Okay. Yeah. All right. Not bad. What would it be? What is the... What is the um, European cell? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Maybe instead of uh, reunifying from Duosian, it splits into three. Oh, like and a magneton. Well, but it's three, and then it has like some ability that, like, any attack that it does hits three times or something like Triosian. that. Triosian. 
Triosian, sure, Triunic, Trionicus, Reuniclus, I believe is how they say it. D D Uniclus. There you go. I would like. I'm gonna. I I do believe the rumor of. Pseudo Widow getting a Galar form. It would be nice to see Pseudo Widow evolve. I I feel like you you already got the baby, and then you got the Pseudo Widow. It'd be nice to see like a third version from that, especially for like a Gen two Pokemon. Would it still be pure rock, or would it be something else? Uh, I think the rock grass. I think the rumor <laughs> said that if it. Uh, I hate talking about rumors, but I think it said that Pseudo Widow would actually be grass and not rock, and that's kind of. When it migrated to Johto, it changed its appearance so people would leave it alone or something like that. It's very weird that that they didn't. Who knows if that rumor is true or not? Pseudo Wudo would be nice. Uh, so wait, so instead it's a Trudo Wudo? Trudo Wudo, an actual Wudo. Um, it would be because we know there's an icy area. It would be really cool to see like a evolution of Avalug. I think. Yeah, but we've seen Avalug in there, so I would see nothing. I mean, I'm at this point, sort of. We've only seen Budu, so I would be interested if the Rose Rosalia line transformed into a different flower type. Okay, I can't remember Kalos. Uh, because that's where Avalog was introduced. There, there is the uh, what's the town called? Snowpoint? No, not Snowpoint. That's Gen Four. Oh gosh, it's slipping me. Anyways, the town with uh Wolfric. Oh, icy snow town. Yeah, icy snow town. Snowbell. Snowbell. Uh, I don't. Snowbell city. I don't think anything about Kalos says it gets incredibly cold. So you could probably base it off of if there's an area in Galar that gets incredibly cold, it gives Avalug a reason to evolve again. I can see it. Yeah, I think Snowbell is only cold because of the gym. Oh, is that what the lore of that city is? Wasn't it? I thought... Um, Like the, the gym leaks out the cold or something. I mean, it's like not in the northern... No, yeah, it's like it's, in the middle of the map. <laughs> yeah, so they say they say the cold air flowing from the Pokemon gym is responsible for the city's frozen state. It's the gym that's made the snow around that area. It's not natural in there. I mean, but that said, there is a cold area in X and Y. Isn't that you have to walk? Oh through? yeah, because you had, no, because you have to do the Mamoswine. Oh thing yeah, to the Mamoswine stuff. The snow blocks. That is a cold area. <sighs> XMI is a hot mess. <laughs> Still a good game, though. It's a um, fun game, but... I mean, oof, they showed Vanillite, right? It's yeah. possible Vanillite could get a strawberry form or something, maybe. Al Creamy. They, Al Creamy, if you evolve Vanillite with an Al Creamy, you get Sunday. Does, uh... Ice Fairy type. <laughs> does Europe like, uh... Bananas? Like a banana split? Nobody likes no. bananas. That's what? Well... I what? I like bananas. You're uh, lying to yourself. I love bananas. You're also lying to yourself. Maybe no, maybe Avalug doesn't make sense because why would Wolfric not use right. the best he could use? 
you know. I'm trying to think if like would Kling Klang get something else because of industrialization. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, if we're looking at they're already doing the smokestack thing, I'm trying to think of like we've got smokestack, we've got coal. I'm trying to think along those lines of anything. Yeah. Would fit in that. And like, uh, speaking of fitting, will <laughs> give us our Pokemon of the week. All right. Well, since we're recording two episodes in one day, putting extra burden on me, uh, you guys need to listen carefully. Okay. It's not too difficult, but you may need two weeks in order to resolve this Pokemon. All right? So here we go. Mm -hmm. This week's Pokemon is the same as next week's Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) It is under two feet tall or a half meter for the more elegant countries in the world. It weighs 19.8 American pounds, or 9 kilograms. It has the same type combination as Dawnwing's Necrozma, but it was introduced as a Pokemon much earlier than Necrozma. This week's Pokemon does have something in common with Lunala, though, and not just typing. This week's Pokemon's signature move is Hyperspace Hole. It is a damage-dealing move, that ignores and removes most other damage-protecting moves, things like Protect, Wide Guard, etc., for the duration of one turn. You must use an item crafted from Arceus's Splash, Flame, and Earth Plates to unlock this Pokémon's true power. There you go. That's clue number one. Clue number two is next week, obviously. Okay, got it. Uh, so next week's episode is a little weird. We're actually recording it later today, and then I'm editing it, and then I'm going to get it queued up for Monday, uh, because I will be in D.C. Uh, because of the Pokemon World Championships. And if you are also in D.C. from August 15th through the 18th, uh, Fine, don't false advertise. You ain't getting here on the 15th until late at night. That's so. true. The 16th through the 18th. Uh, please find myself or Will. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, me, Dragging a Lake, Will, Washing the Sink. Greg will not be there, but at White Wing on Twitter. <laughs> I'll be at PAX West, though. Yes. Uh, so we have a PAX West panel at 3 p.m. on Friday, the 30th. Just a heads up there for anyone going to PAX West. Uh, so if there's, I am sure there will probably be one new Pokemon probably shown at Worlds. It might just be Impidimp, honestly. Um, so when you listen to the episode. No, it's going to be Ugadump. When you, yeah! when you listen to the episode on the 19th and you're like, why didn't they talk about this news? It's because we've already recorded that episode early. Um, but we'll get to that obviously when we get back from Worlds. But yes. So that's kind of the game plan. We... Got a bunch of questions, so next week's episode will be a huge email show of Pokemon non-Pokemon questions and a couple non-Pokemon questions, so it should be fun. We haven't done an email show in a while, and this show was very news-heavy, so I think you guys can go a week without breaking Pokemon news. (laughs) Not that anyone listens to this podcast for breaking Pokemon news, as Twitter and the internet is pretty good at providing you that news pretty quickly. Uh, But yeah, I think that's our episode. Thank you all for listening. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else I need to remind you all of. Uh, Pokemon Worlds next week, or I guess at the end of this week of this episode. PAX West at the end of the month. 
And yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good. If you use Apple Podcasts and you want to leave a review, I'm greatly appreciated. If uh, you want to support the show, patreon.com slash it's super effective. And if uh, you want to watch something at night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. I stream pretty much every night. Otherwise, I think that's our show. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. You are very welcome. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super smokestacks. Charles. Yeah, I'm sorry. And Benedict. Charles and Benedict, yes. Like every podcast on the internet, we are funded by Patreon. This is a shout out to all the supporters at the producer tier on Patreon. A huge thank you to Alex, Anthony, Catherine, Matthew, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. If you would like to join our community and support the podcast, you can head over to isc.cash for more information.